Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. We join you today following a match which Pakistan would sooner forget. A victory for India, winning by 89 runs on Duckworth Lewis Stern in Manchester. So welcome to the following on podcast with myself, Andrew McKenna, and the former England spinner, Gareth Batty. Let's start, Bats, by hearing from the winning captain, Virat Kohli, speaking with Sky Sports after the match. Well, to be honest, I mean, the pitch uh, wouldn't have made so much of a difference. Um, the only factor being that the ball started turning in the in the probably the, the late, la, late last half of our in batting innings. And um, that was the only factor that I thought was different. But yeah, we wanted to bowl first, overcast conditions, the pitch had something in it. So if you if you bowl in the right areas, I think uh, you you had enough there for the bowlers. Yeah, batting first. You know, people don't realize how important that opening stand was. You had a new opening batsman as well. So I just love the way India is sort of laying the foundation, being disciplined, and then cashing in. Yeah, look, the template's been really nice in the first three games uh, till now. I mean, Rohit single-handedly playing that brilliant knock in the first. Second was, again, a team batting effort. This one as well, I mean, Rohit, uh, knocks, uh, Rohit's knock was outstanding again. But you could say that to get to 335, 340, 350, you need a team batting effort. And that's exactly what happened uh, today as well. You know, KL set a good foundation with Rohit. Then Rohit, after getting to 70, 75, is unstoppable. And he showed why, is he, why he's, uh, you know, such a good ODI player um, again today. And um, then, you know, it allowed me to play a certain kind of role, then Hardik can come and explode. And that's the kind of template we've followed. And uh, it's worked till now. It gives us a lot of solidity in the middle. I'm happy playing that role for the team. The other guys are doing their role perfectly. So, yeah, it's, it's going really nicely uh, at the moment. Yeah, let's talk about the bowling. Kuldeep Yadav, once again, you know, one partnership uh, wasn't threatening you as much, but it was a very good partnership, the highest partnership for Pakistan against India in a World Cup. And getting both those batsmen out is what he does, isn't it? Is Kuldeep Yadav the wicket taker? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think those guys were trying to just play him off. Um, 
and they just um, you know were thinking that he's going to go out of the attack sooner or later but i think a longer spell uh, really helped in that situation and he was getting more rhythm with every over that he bowled but i think that ball to get uh, babar azam out was outstanding ball you know with drift turn and just beating a batsman who batting on 48 and batting so well and then getting fucker out as well it was it was a it was a very important moment in the game and today i think he bowled his best till now since he's been in england and um, we very happy him confident with chahal we know he's got confidence those two guys confident in the middle overs is going to be an important factor for us still have to ask you two very important questions one is there's always this india pakistan high but rarely does it live up to it i mean what what do you attribute that to because there've not been too many sort of click cliff hangers and india seem to be beating pakistan quite easily every time well i think um, you know the they outplayed us in the champions trophy final um, apart from that we played some really good cricket against them um, so the thing is look if if you focus on this game as being too emotional or getting too excited then you know things can go haywire so we never approach these games as um, you know from the fans point of view i know the fans love the atmosphere and they should enjoy that but as cricketers i think it's very important to to understand what needs to be done on the field and then be professional about it and then the result is what matters at the end quick update on bhuvneshwar kumar yeah slight niggle uh, it was because of slipping on the foot marks um, so it doesn't look too serious at the moment uh, we're going to give it some time uh, hopefully he'll be ready in a couple of games if not max by 3 games from now he's going to be a very important factor for us so hopefully he can uh, recover well in time we've got shami uh, you know ready and raring to go so we are not uh, too worried about where the situation stands even after he got injured i think the way the bowlers took responsibility was really good to see but yeah um bhuvi i think should be fine he, he himself feels that the niggle is not too bad and um just time will heal it Well Gareth let's look at this one DLS games are difficult at times to actually compare the numbers because one team's batted for a different number of overs to the other but let's be perfectly honest about this however you want to cut this one up India were significantly better than Pakistan from start to finish Yeah I think it was um India at their absolute best um as always we see one of their top 3 getting 100 um Rohit Sharma today I mean he's just beautiful on the eye to watch play um you can listen to the descriptions of uh, of everybody talking about how well he's striking the ball till the till the cows come home he's just a wonderful player Kohli again I mean we're saying he's chipping in with 77 but I mean it was it was a bit more than chipping in um the guy for me in the whole game um Uh, who who is tying England, India together in English conditions is Hardik Pandya. He got 26 with the bat and a couple of wickets with the ball, but um you know, I mean India just look like a real force. It it always comes down to their top 3. One of them gets 100 and it seems to be on tap that they do it and their bowlers are, are fantastic and uh, it was good to see uh, Yadiv uh, back on back on form today uh, taking some wickets with his with his left arm rispin um he was uh, he was quite phenomenal and uh, that's a very nice little nugget and jink in the armor for india because he had a tough ipl and he's had a a relatively interesting period for probably 6 to 8 months but uh, we know what quality he is and he showed it today Let's talk Rohit 140 from 113 balls. Um with that going past 50 he became the uh, fifth Indian to uh, make 50 in five consecutive one day internationals. But the way he was playing um when he got to about 80 or 90 everyone was actually more uh, interested in trolling out the statistic. Well he's made three double hundreds you know in uh, one day international cricket and it did feel that it was essentially 
him getting himself out that was going to stop him getting a double hundred and he probably did do that in a way in the fact he started playing a few funky shots and managed to just chip one down at short fine leg stroke but I want to take you back to when he was on 32 first ball of the 10th over um, 47 without loss and he and KL Rahul got into a tangle with the calling not the only time that they did it and the throw from Faka goes to the wrong end. Um, let's be honest, Rohit Sharma should have been run out by about nine yards. Talk me through how you actually work this through on the pitch, because it was incredibly loud. Um, the batsmen were struggling to hear each other call. But I'm now looking at a fielding point of view. Surely the call was going out to Faka coming in to say the ball had to go to the, uh, non, to, to the wicketkeeper's end, not the non-striker's end because Rohit was the man who was st- stranded totally in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's something you do uh, in training. Um, you generally have, um, you split the, the, the session up and you'll have a, a keeper end and a bowler end and you'll be whacking the ball out to the boundary and, and, and one of the coaches would shout, bowler, keeper. Um, now, I can't believe that Pakistan haven't done this. They haven't simulated this. I can't believe that during the game, somebody, even the guys in the infield that are on the 30-metre the circle um, that dictates how many fielders are allowed outside, not one of those guys giving that information to Fakhar out there on the boundary. I, I just think that's uh, that just shows Pakistan's... Uh, I've chosen my words very carefully, but, uh, but semi-calamity fielding. And, um, you know, these are the little... We talk about one percenters, but that's a bit more than a one percent. Those are things that um, at this level against these quality of players, you have to take that opportunity because they don't give you a chance. You know, I mean, we're talking about world class. I mean, the best of the best. And um, it's a huge mistake from Pakistan. And actually, all those fielders that are near to Faka and the, the bowler and the keeper have to take responsibility. And also the coaching staff that um, maybe this hasn't been drilled enough and um, it needs you need to take those little tiny chances that was the 10th over of the day and obviously having a large amount of time to to think about it and maybe overthink it I did come up with maybe one theory about that and that is that Fakir is thinking we've got a chance of running Rohit Sharma out he's working on the basis that Rohit is taking that run and therefore he's throwing to the end that Rohit is going to irrespective of whether there was a call or not Am I overthinking this one? Am I giving him too much credit that he's thinking, well, that's where Rohit's going to be. That's therefore the end I want to throw. Because if you actually watch the replay closely, Faka's head, he never looks end-to-end as in which end do I throw. It's as if he's made his mind up. I am throwing to that end because that's where Rohit's coming back for the second and we want him out. Yeah, I think that's why I suggested um, it's it's a practice problem um, that that Pakistan have got because I, I, I saw the incident and he never really lifted his head to observe what was going on. Um, whether he's able to take in the call from somebody else, I don't know. I would suggest that, uh, you know, we've, majority of guys who are playing club cricket or international cricket or first-class cricket have been in that situation. If you're in the zone and you're just attacking the ball, you pick it up and you just throw it at the end that you've decided, 
it looked to me that's what that that's what's happened in this instance. I just believe sometimes you've got to be thinking on the on the you know on the periphery a little bit and attack the ball, yes, but have a bit more awareness to what's going on. I think he's just attacked the ball as quickly as he can and fired it into the end that he decided pre uh, any any other um, uh, sort of distraction and, and opportunities and and that is that is a bit of a problem. I think um, you know you buy yourself some time by attacking the ball and he's he's made a bit of a, a mistake there. Um, let's also talk about uh, Vera Kohli. You touched on it. 77 from 64. He was going at less than a run a ball halfway through his innings, but then he uh, motors on through. And by get passing 57, he's gone past 11,000 one-day international runs. Sashin Tendulkar took 276 innings to get to 11,000. He was the quickest. Well, he's not anymore because Vera has got there in 222 innings. 50 whole innings faster than Sachin Tendulkar to get to 11,000. This man is an absolute genius bordering on freak, isn't he? Oh, he's the best white ball cricketer in the world. Absolutely no chance there is anybody who can say anything other than that. He's he's a wonderful, wonderful player. Um, look, if he gets, uh, he's got seventy seven today, and, and and some would be saying that's a bit of a failure for him, which is just a massive pat on the back for a wonderful player. Um, he is absolutely Sachin Tendulkar's biggest fan. So for him to have done it in that style. 50 games less, he, he will be taking enormous pride in that. But you can bet your life he'll be ringing Sachin tonight and saying, you know, what do I need to be doing to getting better and better and better? He's a driven character. Uh, he's still very, very young. I think he's only 30 years of age. He's still very, very young. He's got huge amounts of cricket ahead of him if he wants to play that amount. Um, let's hope he's got the hunger that Sachin did and plays till he's uh, in his 40s because, uh, wow, we've got some incredible cricket to come from uh, the great man. And he can only get great from this point let's just talk about their efforts with the ball and head and shoulders above everyone else was Mohammed Amir as 336 got put on the board he bowled 10 overs taking three for 47 Mohammed Amir is is well he's not only carrying the attack he's dragging them along behind him at the moment and also seemingly getting him out of bed in the morning it, he was miles ahead of the rest of them yeah, it's strange because um, coming into this tournament, um, Pakistan didn't pick him for the for the series against England because his uh, his wickets and the, and the and the 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 rate he was taking wickets were, were was not very good for the last sort of year eighteen months and he it struggled a little bit. It just shows one day cricket, modern day one day cricket. Um, stats don't always paint the picture. It's very very difficult to be consistent with the ball. Um, you can be consistent in your process, which I believe somebody like Amir is. Uh, Yadav has been uh, Adil Rashid at the minute. You know, people are starting to say, is, is it a worry? He's doing all the same things that have that have served him so well. And Amir, exactly the same. He's, he's just doing the same as what he's been doing for the last year. But actually, this time, he's getting the rub of the green. He's getting the player, uh, the one in the 60-odd balls he's bowled at them. He, he's getting them out. And it, it just shows that um, that bit of... It's not form, it's it's a bit of luck sometimes, it's a bit of 
bad batsmanship, it's a good catch here, it's all those things are going for him at this moment in time. And make no mistake, Amir and Wahab are so massively important for Pakistan because they are real wicket takers. Wahab not amazing in this game, um, but we've seen him in the past and we've seen him in previous games in this World Cup taking wickets. Amir is just uh, going from strength to strength. Um, and it's a relatively fragile Pakistani bowling lineup, so they need those two really firing. Uh, with the bats, uh, they committed the cardinal sin. They got players in and then lost wickets in clumps. 117 for one became 129 for five. Um, with uh, Fakhar and Baba both established, but Kuldeep got uh, shot of both of those. The ball to uh, get rid of uh, Baba was an absolute beauty. And then Pandya gets Hafiz and uh, Shoaib Malik in consecutive balls. It was, it was a difficult run chase to start with uh, but um, after losing what five five for virtually nothing uh, they had no price did they yeah I mean we've seen it for any England fans out there it's really difficult to chase down 320 plus uh, in a 50 over game it's really difficult and with the skill sets that uh, India pose with their bowling it's uh, it's nigh on impossible consistently you can have a day out but uh, unfortunately for Pakistan today uh, Fakhar and Baba were playing magnificently well they really were Yadiv hits a bit of form having what we touched on before he's had a difficult period um, but we all know that can happen in, in modern day 50 over cricket um, but again I go back to it um, Yadav got the breakthrough yes but Pandya he's the, he's the icing on the cake for me for India in English conditions he gets out the very dangerous Hafiz loads of experience and then Malik the guy that they sort of look to to give them consistency in that middle and late order he gets him out first ball so I, I, for me Yadav Pandya, brilliant, yes, obviously, but Pandya is the one for me. He gives them great balance. He, he goes in and whacks the ball at a rate, always scores above 100 strike rate, and uh, he's taking crucial wickets, bowling that very heavy, skiddy, uh, medium pace, fast, whatever you want to call it, with a bit of um, Chalau or Yadiv. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. And we're not even talking about Bumbra, who is probably the best white ball bowler in the world as we speak. Well, Gareth, it, it was a strange old day from India um, in the fact that um, they managed to uh, get the game won and they did it largely without Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, who got uh, four balls into his third over, but then felt the back of the hamstring. But what an introduction to Shankar. Um, he gets the ball thrown to him for two deliveries to finish off the over. No warning, no loosening up. Plonk, first one down, pitches it on leg stump, straighten it, Imam out LBW. I mean... Have you ever had that before? You know, no warning, warm up. Here's the ball. By the way, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, plenty of times. Mine normally ends up in real Z. Um, look, I, I think he's a again. Shankar is a very good addition to this Indian team. He's he's maybe not the guy they would turn to in India, but in English conditions, you know, he got 15 not out with the with the bat. Played nicely at the end. Uh, he's a decent fielder. He bowls well. He's just that good bits and pieces player that maybe India don't always look to in their own conditions because they look at uh, six batters and, and, and the five bowlers. But I think he's a really good addition. And that's why I keep harping on about Pandya. Um, this guy is not quite in that class, but um, he's a he's a very, very welcome addition in this game 
with uh, Kumar going down. And let's let's break down that Kumar thing. You know, he's he's a really big miss for India in the next couple of games. If they're saying it's uh, if it's a, a grade one tear and he'll come back later in the competition, he's so so crucial to them. His English conditions bowler swings it seems it nips it around, holds length, fine bowler, and he uh, and the rest of the attack actually sort of uh, bowls around him. He allows their um, their attack to perform and, and operate in the manner that they do. So he's a big loss for them. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, it was an incredible occasion. It was so eagerly anticipated. Um, it was just unfortunate that the weather forced the game to peter out in the way that it did. I mean, where else in the world are you going to get a man arriving on a horse uh, to watch a game of cricket as we've had today? If you haven't seen that, by the way, go to social media. It's absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, let's find out what else is going on in the in and around the tournament, though. Scott Taylor of TalkSport 2 gives you all the latest. Thanks very much, Maka. Hi, I'm Scott Taylor, and away from India against Pakistan. Pakistan. Here's what else is happening at the Cricket World Cup. An Aaron Finch-inspired Australia move to the top of the table with an 87-run victory over Sri Lanka at the Oval. The captain, who was playing on the ground that's been so familiar to him during his time with Surrey, blitzed the joint highest score of the tournament so far as his 153 helped them post 334 for 7 off their 50 overs. And with 343 runs in this World Cup so far, he also moved to the top of the run scoring charts, but has refused to take any personal credit, saying picking up two points for his country is all that matters. Honestly, it doesn't really bother me if I get 99 or 100. It doesn't make a huge amount of difference to me personally. As, as long as you get yourself in a, in a position to, to help the team win, that, that's, what, that's what I'm more worried about. Um, 
winning the game is, is far more important than getting 100, a, a personal milestone. And what a tournament Aaron Finch is having so far. The same could be said for Mitchell Stark. He's the leading wicket-taker of the tournament so far with 13 stouts, including the forfeit in the win over Sri Lanka yesterday as the Aussies continue to dominate the charts in this World Cup. And despite winning four of their first five matches, Stark warns that they haven't put in a complete performance yet. We're showing glimpses of what we're capable of and, and we haven't quite got that, that polished performance yet, but that's also exciting where we're getting great results, um, finding a way to win. And, and uh, I think that the main thing is, is staying calm and, and, and pretty controlled in, in our emotions and, and what we want to do. And imagine if they do click how dangerous they can be. Well, SEMA Jason Berendorf made his World Cup debut at the Oval and even though he hasn't featured up until now, he believes the United dressing room has been key to their success. We've had a reasonably consistent group for the last little while um, and we're playing cricket for each other. And that's that's the biggest thing that, that I'm feeling and we're feeling out there is that um, we really want to win for each other and win for Australia. Um, so that's, that's really driving us and it's been working quite well. Suddenly the suggestions of Warner and Smith breaking up the morale in that dressing room are ancient history. Next up for Australia will be Bangladesh at Trent Bridge on Thursday, while Sri Lanka face England at Headingley on Friday. South Africa got their first win of the Summer's World Cup as they comfortably beat struggling Afghanistan by nine wickets in a bottom-of-the-table clash in Cardiff. Who'd have thought we'd be saying that at the start of the tournament? After dismissing Afghanistan for just 125, Quentin Decott's 68 helped the South Africans chase it down with more than 21 overs to spare. And captain Faf Duplessis believes that performance showed they still have fight in their belly. I felt there was a real good buzz and presence. So that tells me that the guys are hungry and motivated. Um, and why it wasn't as potent in the first three games, I can't tell you that. There's no answer for that. But there was a real purpose in this week in speaking specifically about that. Well, Imran Tahir starred yet again with the ball, recording figures of just four for 29. And all-rounder Chris Morris believes the 40-year-old can still work wonders, even at that age. Iman will turn it on ice. <laughs> no, he's um, Iman's. I mean, he's played on every single pitch you can ever think of in the last 30 years of his career. And I'm joking, the last 50, 20 years, however it's been. But yeah, look, Imi's a genius. You know, he does what he does in, day in, day out for our team. And, you know, so happy he did well today. Well, for South Africa, they realistically need to win all of their remaining games to qualify for the semi finals. But Tahir says the dressing room are still motivated to achieve that goal. There's been a lot of strange things have been happening, but look, we're very strong as a group, uh, as a team. We're backing each other and we, we want to enjoy each other's success and that's what we're looking for for the next couple of games coming on our way and we want to play uh, how we've been playing, really. What also stood out from yesterday's victory was that there was a new role for all-rounder Andil Felicuayo, who was promoted up to number three for the run chase and his unbeaten runner ball 17 showed he was more than capable of batting there and says if he got the chance... He'd love to do it again. Personally, that's the type of player that I, I like to be. I like playing my shots. Uh, I like being very positive, and uh, hopefully an opportunity like that does present itself in the tournament, the games to come, and uh, we can, we, I can do that. Well, next up for South Africa is New Zealand on Wednesday, whilst their opponents Afghanistan face England on Tuesday. Storing runs has been a problem for the Afghans so far, and that was highlighted yesterday with just 125 on the board. But batsman Hashmatullah Shahidi is confident they can beat the tournament favourites England if they rectify that. If we play good cricket, you know, uh, we can beat any team. But it depends on us, like on our batting as well. Like we, we struggle in the batting here, so 
Uh, if we play good cricket, then uh, of course we can beat any team. There's certainly confidence still in that Afghan camp by the sounds of it. But looking ahead to Monday's action now in the West Indies, we look to bounce back from their defeat to England when they face Bangladesh. Both sides are on three points after four games and realistically need a win to keep their semi-final hopes alive. But West Indies captain Jason Holder says destiny is still in their own hands. I think we would be very foolish not to be confident, you know. There's still a lot of cricket to be played in this tournament. We've only played four games and hell of a lot of cricket left to be played. You know, we've just got to be disciplined and make sure that we come against Bangladesh firstly against um, in our next game and make sure we beat Bangladesh. All that will depend on the fitness of Andre Russell. But if he does play, then Bangladesh coach Steve Rhodes is fully aware of his ability to win matches. One of their most explosive players is Andre Russell. He's a formidable opponent. Um, he's one of the best hitters in the game by far. And on his day, he can, he can be very, very difficult to bowl at. So he can take a game away from you. So who will move another step closer to reaching the last four? Be sure to listen to Tuesday's following on podcast where they'll react to England against Afghanistan and look ahead to New Zealand against South Africa. Well, Gareth, obviously England uh, coming up shortly. They play Afghanistan on Tuesday on the pitch, actually, that was used today for the uh, India-Pakistan uh, game. And that's going to be an interesting one because we've already seen it turn. And I'm sure the Afghani uh, players will uh, have raised a couple of eyebrows at that thinking, oh, you never know. Um, obviously, in going into this, England had a couple of injury uh, concerns the other day. Owen Morgan and uh, Jason Roy. Owen Morgan saying post-match that he has a few back spasms it's uh, another one of those obviously Jason Roy uh, clutched the back of the old left hamstring now I mentioned when we did the podcast the other day with Steve Harmison about the fact that Jason had had back spasms uh, earlier in the year when he was playing for Surrey and of course everyone then was like oh my goodness there's a World Cup coming up um, is there a case that the back spasm is related to the hamstring here? Yeah, definitely. I, I think anybody that um, that knows the body and uh, and and how it works out there would would understand fully that the back obviously connects with the hamstrings and vice versa. If it's a hamstring problem, you know you could get some back problems. Um, look, it's a real worry for England. It really is. Um, I know there were uh, there were medical procedures going on today. Um, I, I you know I, I can't break confidence anything more than that. But um, it's a real real concern for Jason and. Um, Look, from from his own point of view and from an England point of view, we really need him for the rest of the tournament. At the minute, it's um, you know it's borderline. It's fifty fifty how how bad it is. Um, only time will tell. I think with Morgan, um, I think it genuinely is just uh, there's the the back spasms that he's had throughout his career, um, and it's it's not sort of a a localized thing that he's only had in the last few years. He's had it throughout his career. I think that will be nipped in the bud. But Jason is a real concern. He really is, just like uh, Kumar is for India. Um, I think Jason is is very similar with the England batting lineup that we we really need his quick starts and the way that he dominates the bowlers. Um, it allows a lot of other players to play in the manner that they do. So, look from an England fan point of view, from a friend point of view, we wish him all the best and we hope it isn't too bad. But um, you know we're uh, we're we're slightly worried about that whole situation. People were asking me about that previously and I said, well, without being rude to Afghanistan, that is a game that England should win anyway. So if there was any doubt, I wouldn't be playing Jason Roy in that game with looking further down the line. Just listening to what you're saying there, Gareth, is, is, is there more of a concern that this might be one or two games, you know, that there's what England's next game is Sri Lanka on the Friday? Uh, you know, are we looking at um, maybe Jason having a bit of an issue here then? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it all comes back and uh, the new modern sciences, you get a grade one tear, you get a grade two or you get a grade three. Um, if it isn't a grade one, then it's just a bit of a, a misdemeanor and it's manageable and you, and you get on with it and probably he'll miss the Afghanistan game and hopefully is ready for the Sri Lanka game. If it's grade one, uh, there's a bit more concern and there's more protocol re- you know, required from the medical staff. If it's grade two, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're very worried about that. That's, that's potentially end of tournament. Um, so, uh, look, Afghanistan, with this game coming up at Old Trafford, with seeing what the ball has done today, it has spun. Uh, the ball's gone through, yes, so it, it would keep uh, a wood and a and an archer interested, but, um, you know, Jason at the top of the order going hard at that newer ball when it would do less for everybody is such a massive thing. Um, but, um, you know, look, it's uh, it's a real worry from from an England point of view and from a Jason point of view that uh, this is this is grade one or more. Uh, we, we need it to be a misdemeanor, less than a one or one at absolute worst case scenario. So is at least getting to the end of the tournament. We're talking quarter semis, finals, if England get to those points. Well, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed from an English point there. Looking ahead to tomorrow, West Indies take on Bangladesh uh, at Taunton. Uh, that is sixth against eighth. Uh, both of the sides going into uh, that game on three points apiece. It's win or bust, isn't it? If you're going to have any hopes of the semi-finals, if you're either of those uh, two sides, because uh, it will be their fifth game. Uh, Sri Lanka have already played five, as have South Africa. Pakistan have now played five. So if the West Indies and Bangladesh have got any hopes of making the, uh, the, the top four, they have to win tomorrow. Simple as that. Yeah, and it's sometimes the best place to be. Uh, you know, take out all the all the other information that's passed on to players about if we win this one, lose that one, win this one, win... Uh, nonsense. Go out and win every single game and we'll get through. That's sometimes the information you require. The beauty of these two teams, West Indies and Bangladesh, if they're given that licence just to go out and whack the ball on a smallish ground that is Taunton, there are always small pockets. Straight over the bowler's head, both ends tiny. And there will be a small boundary on one side of the field. If they target that and get away, wow, what a spectacle this is going to be. It will be an absolute melee of runs. We've not seen that at Taunton this year, which is what we've all expected. The great pitches, the great cricket pitches, the people down there will be desperate to see this contest. The brilliant fans down there. It will be some contest if they both go out and go hammer and tong at each other, which let's hope they do. They've got nothing to lose. They may as well. It it will be a brilliant contest. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Bats. Lots of exciting matches still to come in this tournament. For now, though, that is it from following on. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And join us tomorrow when we bring you a very special version of following on with Steve Harmison. We'll speak to you then. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.com.
www.sbs.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 